0: First up, here's something that you need to know is that we keep our tools very simple. We don't tend to fix what's not broken. And that is one reason why, you know, some of the tools that we use are not, you know, the usual entrepreneurial suspects.
1: Your process is your most valuable tool. And by that, I mean that the way you do what you do, the system you use to create results, the pattern you follow time and time again is what all the value generating activities of your business are based on. Now, when you're just getting started with your business, your process probably feels pretty loose and undefinable. You might even call it magic and plenty of people do. And so then it's no wonder that you have trouble explaining it or documenting it, let alone putting a dollar value on it. But as your business matures, your process should become clearer and clearer. You can explain it. You can document it. You can see the financial value in it. Everything else in your business layers on top of your process to create clarity and efficiency. Your process provides the foundation for every other tool you introduce into the way you run your business. I'm Tara McMillan, and you're listening to What Works, the show that takes you behind the scenes to see what's really working to run and grow a small business today. This month, we're examining the tools we use to run our businesses. So far, we've talked through some of the tools that Sean and I use to work with clients in our podcast production agency. I talked with Jessica Stansbury about the tools she uses to run her content-driven digital products business as well. And this week... I'm talking with Prairna Malik about the tools she uses to run her copywriting agency, Content Bistro. Yes, Prairna and I get into the specific tools she uses, things like Google Drive, Notion, and Crazy Egg, but we also talk a lot about her process, how she does what she does. And like I said, process is the most valuable tool in your business, and your process should determine the tools that you use. Prairna's approach certainly demonstrates this. Her tools help her make her process work. They help her make her process more efficient. And ultimately, it's her process that's helped her build an incredible business. Now, let's find out what works for Prairna Malik. Prairna Malik, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today.
0: Thank you so much, Tara, for inviting me. I am so excited to be here and to catch up with you and just just chat. (laughs) Yes.
1: Well, and like we said, we're going to be talking about something that is so fun to chat about and nerd out on. I think this is a a really um, fun subject for business owners to just like get it all out on the table with, because today we're talking about tools. In other words, all of the different things that we use to to run our businesses, uh, whether it's software or process or anything else Mm. that we kind of throw into the mix that helps us just Kind of do our jobs better, maintain our businesses better, and uh, have as efficient operations as possible. So, Um, Before we get into that, though, I'd love for you to kind of introduce people to what Content Bistro actually is and what you do for your clients. So how do you serve clients at Content Bistro? Can you kind of walk us through what you offer?
0: Absolutely. So we serve two very distinct groups of clients at Content Bistro. One are online course creators and creative entrepreneurs and coaches like yourself, where we work with them on their sales and launch copy. I'm a certified conversion copywriter and writer Sales and launch copy is yeah is what's in my zone of genius. We also work with service providers like my husband and I, who's also my husband's my business partner in this business. So uh, we work with service providers who want to scale their business without going down the agency route and scale it in a way where they're not burned out or run or exhausted with all the million parts and pieces. So uh, so that's the other group of clients that we work with again we're sharing what we've done over the years how we've built our business and uh, this was this came about purely in response to a lot of people reaching out to us and asking us to you know to help them do the same which led to the launch of our profits on tap program so two distinct audiences two distinct offers and that's uh, pretty much in a nutshell what we do at content bistro <laughs>
1: Awesome. And so, just to clarify too, on the online course creator coach side, that is the service of copywriting. And yes. on the service provider side, that is a program
0: that you offer. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Awesome. So, kind of two distinct business models too going on at the same time.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Awesome. All right. So let's start with more of a metaphorical tool. And I want to look at the copywriting side Mm -hmm. of things first, and then we'll get into the program side of things. Um, Let's talk about your process, because I think any smart service provider, their process is probably like the most important tool in their toolkit. It's how we do what we do. It's how we make things efficient. And it's how we get the best results for our clients, right? So how does a typical copywriting client engagement unfold for you? Can you walk us through the process that you use?
0: Absolutely. And you, I know your listeners can't see me, but I was like nodding furiously when you were saying, you know, it is the most important process. It is the process is like the foundation of, you know, of your engagement and it's the foundation of the copy that you'll end up actually writing. So to walk you through, like if you were to come to me today and maybe reach out to me on Instagram or Facebook and say, Hey, you know, I have a launch coming up. uh, So I want you to write my sales page for me. Um, So after I go, Oh, yay. um, Then, well, I'll, Essentially do is regard, you know, if you, especially if you come to me on social media, I will direct you to our website contact us form where I'll ask you to kind of fill it out. So I have some knowledge of whether or not we're the right fit, what your business is all about, what your ballpark budget is. I have that information, which goes, which basically goes to our, our VA. She looks at it. She sees if it's like a good fit. She sees the timeline and all of that. And then she forwards it to us to us saying, you know, it looks like a good fit. Do you want to? Take this further. If we say yes or no, um, you know, then uh, she reaches back to the client, uh, to the prospect, sorry, and asks them to schedule a call. So in which case they are sent to a scheduler where they can schedule a 30 minute copy chat to see whether or not we're a good fit. On that call, then we go through, um, we dive in a little deeper into the logistics of their project, who's going to be involved, you know, what does success look like, what's, you know, what's on their mind, essentially. And then I I also let them know, depending on what their project is, I let them know, you know, uh, I give them like a ballpark estimate or if it fits into one of the packages we offer as part of our copywriting business, uh, I walk them through that package right there. And then on the call, let them know if it's a good fit, they could go ahead and sign up. So that's the process of them coming on board, like signing them on. Mm-hmm. Once they sign on, that kicks off a whole other process. so which is which is onboarding essentially, but um, it also helps me understand exactly who I'm writing for, what I'm writing, and why we're doing this in the first place, and who are we wanting to connect with, who are we, you know, speaking with chatting with, so we can then move them along the buyer journey and convert them into sales. So once you sign up, RVA would send you like a welcome packet, which is, you know, gives you the next steps. It includes the questionnaires you need to fill out, um, the Google details of the Google Drive folder you need to set up for your assets, you know, and for the research that you need and also the kind of research that we need from you, um. And then also another link to set up your copy kickoff call after you filled out the questionnaire and put it in our shared Google Drive folder. A couple of things that we also do is we let clients, because uh, research is a huge part of um, my copywriting process, which is basically phase three that I'll walk you through, but... um, We also let clients then know that if, you know, we need to speak with their clients, with their customers, then they need to schedule those calls. So we have like a template that we give them. We let them know they could send this out to like a bunch of students and ask them to set up calls with us. Um, So they get all of this. And then we move into the research phase of the copywriting project itself, which uh, basically starts with them filling out the questionnaire and us getting on a fairly detailed 60 to 90 minute call. Um, and then, then my copywriting process kicks in. So there's the copy kickoff call, there's the questionnaire, and then there's this, uh, you know, the student interviews or the client interviews that I do, which in copywriting terms is basically voice of customer interviews, getting all of those transcribed, um, going through all of that, auditing their course or their, you know, um, listening to their coaching calls if they're a coach, Um uh, listening to all of that going through all of that use uh, going through their facebook groups if they've got that lots of lots of data mining so research forms like a big part of the actual copywriting process and then that is when I get started with writing. <laughs> so yeah. I love that. <laughs> All of that lead up just to get to the writing phase. I love it. Yeah. So as glamorous as our, you know, a copyrighted life will be, it's not just get up and just punch out of, uh, you know, whatever's on your mind. <laughs> There's, there are a lot of steps that go ahead of that. Got it. Okay. <laughs> so I want to get into the actual writing process too, um, because
1: As a, as a, an amateur copywriter, I am fascinated by that. (laughs) But uh, there were a couple of tools that you mentioned along the way, actual like software tools Mm -hmm. um, that I want to get some specifics on. So you mentioned that you use a scheduler for scheduling uh, your calls. What system do you use for that?
0: Okay, I use a system that's probably not terribly popular because I know everybody's on either equity or Calendly. I use a system called Book Like a Boss. It's really, really cool. The reason I like it is because it's very easy to use. um, I can set up like really cool looking landing pages with, you know, um, with testimonials, which works really well for prospect calls, it kind of builds that social proof. And you know, I have like a cool bio on top as well. Um, Yeah, and it's and it hooks up with my Google calendar. So all appointments go directly there, which other tools do as well. But it Mm -hmm. also creates a zoom call for me. I don't know if other tools do that. So I don't have to Separately set up a zoom call or have like one link, each call has a unique uh link and it shows up in my zoom dashboard, so it's very organized suits so like the type A and me. I feel very nice that I have separate calls. <laughs> I love that. I cannot wait to check out Book Like a Boss. That is completely
1: new to me. We don't use Acuity or Calendly. We use a tool called Cozy Cow, um, which is developed by one of the the members of the What Works Network. So you know we we like to keep it in the family. But uh, that sounds like a really neat tool. Uh, I love the idea of setting up different landing pages. And I agree. I wish I had something that auto set up individual zoom links for yeah. me that would make me very happy yeah
0: yeah i know yeah. i know yeah it makes me very happy because especially when i need to look at recordings so like my copy kickoff calls I'm, i don't have like i just go in i look at the recording for that day and i that that's what my va gets uh, to send off to yeah. rev you know so it's yeah it's really easy Awesome.
1: Um, uh, The other thing that you mentioned was Google Drive a couple of times. Can you tell us what, uh, like how you use Google Drive in this part of the process? Okay.
0: So Google Drive is a big, big part of the tool suite that we have. First up, here's something that you need to know is that we keep our tools very simple. We Don't tend to fix what's not broken. And that is one reason why, you know, some of the tools that we use are not, you know, the usual entrepreneurial suspects when it comes to tools. So Google Drive, huge um, uh, part of our process. So first, what happens is once a client signs on, they create, we send them, you know, the welcome kit that tells them that they need to set up a Google Drive folder on their account, share it with us. Mm -hmm. So they have access to it. And once the project is complete and they have all final assets, we just remove ourselves. So they have, you know, they keep access. So that is one part. The second part is as soon as a client signs on, we create a Google drive folder in my personal Google drive. And I put all, I work in that, like that's the client folder. Mm -hmm. And I do, I use set up my sales copy pages, all my research dump goes there. Transcripts are dumped there. Everything goes there. So, um, so that's that's the other part. Uh, Google Drive. We also use it to be the holding hub for all our personal, like our brands, uh, you know, assets, and um, coordinating with our team members and sharing files and all of those things with them. So all of that goes in Google Drive.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Is that where you manage all of your templates as well? You mentioned templates a couple of times.
0: Uh, no, <laughs> no. For that, we've got. Um, So we we were recently introduced to Notion. uh, I think Mm -hmm. via your podcast as well. I remember we chatted about it on Instagram as well, and we're in love. So all our processes are in Notion because simply because it again it integrates with Google Drive. So you know if you have a Google Doc, we just link to it in in that Notion doc in the Mm -hmm. in that particular file in Notion or block in Notion. So um, but. No, the templates and, you know, all of the other things stay, stay in Notion. They're all in Notion. Yeah. Love it. I, Notion is my favorite. It changed yeah.
1: my life and I'm, <laughs> uh, okay. I love what other people love it too. That makes me, <laughs> that makes me irrationally happy as well. You'll hear more about the process Proto uses with Content Bistro clients in just a minute. But first, I wanted to share a tool that I use every single day. It's called the What Works Leadership Dashboard. The dashboard helps me plan for the future while adapting my plans to whatever today's unique set of needs are. Now, I know that planning for your business is a big challenge today, but at the same time, having a clear plan can give you focus and clarity when everything else seems unsteady. I use the leadership dashboard to create a plan that I'm adapting and evolving on a regular basis instead of a hard and fast linear plan that I have to throw out at the first sign of trouble. Now I developed this tool to help me stay on track and keep my eye on the future while managing the unpredictable reality of daily work. And now I've made this tool available to you too. The Leadership Dashboard is a planning process and tool that empowers you to manage new information, ideas, and priorities without losing track of big picture goals. The result is a greater sense of confidence and ease as you lead, even when things are uncertain or evolving. The Leadership Dashboard flexes to fit your schedule and way of working so you can stay on top of things regardless of when you prefer to get things done. It provides structure while being completely customized so, you can stick to your plans even if you rebel against rigid systems. It guides you through a yearly, quarterly, and weekly breakdown so you can plan for the future while keeping your eye on the day to day. Now, the regular price for the leadership dashboard is $49, but we've made it pay what you want so that we can get it into as many hands as possible right now. Go to explorewhatworks.com and click on tools to find out more. What Works is brought to you by Mighty Networks. Now, people want to connect to each other. That's always been true, but it's never been more true than right now. If you're looking to lead or to serve as people navigate tough decisions and big changes, this is the time to bring them together. This is the time to give them a space to process and talk with one another. It's the time to bring thoughtful presence to the online spaces where people gather. If you're looking to lead or serve, Mighty Networks is the tool for the job. When you start a Mighty Network, you can bring your community, audience, or customer base all together under one digital roof. You can help them connect to each other and grow together. You can give them a calm, thoughtful space to process and talk. And as a leader... You can share your knowledge through the content you create, the online courses you build, and the virtual events you host. Mighty Networks is our tool of choice for bringing small business owners together, facilitating important conversations, delivering needed resources, and sharing ideas. Mighty Networks has given us a way to lead our people through extraordinary times, and it's given our members a thoughtful and intentional space to gather when things are rough you can use Mighty Networks as your tool for bringing people together too. Start your Mighty Network free of charge by going to MightyNetworks.com. Okay, so let's talk about your actual writing process mm-hmm. then. Um, you've kind of given us some sneak peeks of how this unfolds, but I'd love to, for you to walk us through it and actually you know, spell out how do you even approach writing for someone else like that
0: okay great question especially since i've written for like so many entrepreneurs under the sun like from yeah uh so it's uh, <laughs> it's a fascinating process i mean like, if you would see me you would be wondering like what is she even doing but i usually start by going through combing through my i have like a big google doc where all the research lives so which includes you know snippets from because I go back and listen to the uh, you know call and I read the transcript and I highlight, you know, things from there. So I put all of that into a very big Google doc, which is called our creative conversion writing brief, very, very original name. Um, but, um, it includes everything. It includes who the one person is, who's is the audience that we're speaking with. What are you know? What is it that they want? What are their belief systems? What are they believe? You know? What are the myths they're buying into? Um, who are they? What's their level of market sophistication and buyer awareness? Um, and then, of course, why do they trust our um, client? Why Why do they want to learn from them as well? Um, what is it that they've been, you know, what are some of their past mistakes? What is What are some of the things they've been doing so far that haven't worked out well for them? And how can we help them forgive themselves and help them move forward on this journey? So I have like, I take snippets. I put everything in all the different categories in that, in that document. And when I sit down to write, like say, for instance, if I need to write a sales page. So um, <laughs> this is, yeah. What I do is I start with my easy blocks first like the blocks that i know the page needs the faq section for example i know this page needs it so i'm going to start by answering all those questions i know the page needs a guarantee so what's the guarantee i start with that so i'm ne- i don't have a blank page ever i start it's always the last thing i do <laughs> <laughs> start with that because then you have like zero resistance and you're like okay those are done you start with the bio and the story of your client because you know that inside out you know that you know and um and then once you've got these building blocks like I call these like the foundational blocks you've got those on the page um then the rest of the stuff is actually easy because you know you've knocked these off and you you're in the flow and you're going and all you need to keep doing then is looking at that is why the research phase is so important for me because mm-hmm. I need all of this information in one place, and then I just go, okay. So, what are some of you know their myths? What are some of their the beliefs that they've you know been buying into? And, and how can we put that? What what are their pains? So I just keep taking and yeah, working section by section. I divide a page um, into different sections depending on that depends on again what the offer is, who is the audience, uh, who is our client, what market are we in? Because I've written for markets from online marketing. I've written for folks like Amy Borofield and Pat Flynn to, um, to real estate and mortgage uh, loan origination training programs to interior design programs to, um, to <laughs> my, one of my favorites has been um, writing um, evergreen sales copy for a course that teaches people how to take care of succulents. That was like, I loved it. it I learned so much. I, my, my daughter got hooked to succulents because of that. So it's been really cool. So it, I, that the whole structure of the page would depend, of course, on a lot of factors because, like I said, like diverse niches. But I always start with the easy bets first.
1: <laughs> well, you have just blown my mind, and I'm going to have to try that. I cannot wait. I'm very okay. excited. <laughs> I was really not like preparing myself for this interview thinking, Oh, Terry, you're going to learn all these things about copywriting. (laughs) I thought we were going to talk tools, but I'm very excited that we're doing both. So um, I'm yeah, I'm seriously tickled. Um, one thing that i did not think again originally about asking you that i think is probably really important is that one tool i know copywriters use a lot is templates that you when you like when you say you never have a blank page part of that is that you're thinking through every sales page has to include these particular things not just the faqs but like what's the problem are you agitating the problem like what how what role do templates, copywriting templates, play in your writing
0: process? Templates? No role. Like I don't use okay. templates, but I use frameworks. You know? Frameworks. So, okay. Yeah. Cool. So like problem agitation solution is a framework. So I know, okay, problem agitation solution, but how much of problem do you want or pain do you want to, you know, Talk about how much do you want to agitate it? What, when do you present the solution? All of that will vary. Or for instance, IDA is another framework. Again, uh, uh, there are so many of these, but um, I have my own that I've created because I do a lot of work Mm -hmm. in evergreen launches. So I created those based on what I've seen working and like kind of, you know, we after testing out different kinds of sales copy for different kinds of clients, we have, I have like my own frameworks that I, I kind of start with, but I also, and that's one reason why I, I have a lot of them because I keep coming up with, with pages that I see convert really well. Um, and which is again why I go back to research, you know, because like when you start with research, you realize, okay, this is not going to work with this audience. You know, they, they're, they're burned out by buying course after course. They know that a sales pitch is coming. So, you know, the usual PAS probably wouldn't work because they already, you know, or you need to kind of flip, flip it and see, you know, maybe you need to be looking at it a different way. So, so yeah, templates, no. Frameworks, yes, to an extent. But Mm -hmm. if there was one thing I would want anyone who's like a copywriter listening to this, I would want them to kind of push the edges themselves. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that's something that's really helped us get, you know, great results for clients is by just kind of being open to testing things out, open to seeing maybe you need to send a shorter email than, you know, than the usual long storytelling email. Do you want to, uh, you really need to start by understanding your audience. Yes, that's a given. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't do enough of that. But also, you also need to be brave enough to push the edges and step up to be a copywriter who's not afraid to just kind of test different things out and not afraid to fail and then realize that, yes, you maybe, you know, that hypothesis was not right, but that again it gives you, you know, an opportunity to experiment with something new. So until you kind of start doing that, it it can get really boring. Considering the amount of writing I do, Tara, honestly, if I would, if it, would, it would have bored me out of my mind if I had, you know, just, gone after like frameworks it's because that makes it repetitive right and anything that's Mm -hmm. repetitive isn't creative so you need to keep it creative
1: i love that i love yeah i love that perspective so let's talk about testing for a a little bit because it's one thing to say oh you got to test things but i know like and even for myself i will admit i will cop to this myself Sure, I'm testing things, but I'm not like tracking it in any way. I'm like, does that sort of get me a better result? I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Do you have systems or tools or processes that you actually use for testing things appropriately?
0: Yeah. So for a lot of our launch clients, especially especially like the level of clients that we work with right now, you know, we do want them to have heat maps in place so we can track, Mm -hmm. um, data. We want them to have user recordings in place. Crazy Egg does a lot of this. So, you know, just installing Crazy Egg solves a lot of problems. And then because uh, sometimes they would have um, their integrator look in the reports and kind of send them over to us. Otherwise, I would go in and look at the reports and, you know, draw inferences from it and put things together. Same with emails. Um, One of the reasons why we always give multiple subject lines, a, a minimum of two to everybody and So we can test different options out and then go back to who we also have post um, post launch optimization built into our process, especially for our launch copy clients. Mm -hmm. So we can speak to them and see what worked, what didn't work, because it's very I know copy alone does not a successful launch make. But at least with us, we find that, you know, working as part of a team and, you know, being able to take responsibility works really well for us and the clients, we can see what's working, what's not working. It helps me to kind of evolve my process and it helps the client to know that we've got their back. You know, we're not just, okay, here's your sales page. Thank you very much. So I would want to, you know, check in with them and go, okay. So, you know, and I usually end up signing up to their launches and being on their list. So I can see how the emails are going out. And if there's, if I spot, like it has happened, you know, on, um, in many cases where the email I give is formatted in a certain way, and when it goes out, someone on the team thinks it would look, you know, better in a different way. And, um, yeah, so that helps me catch things like that as well. Yeah. Um, Crazy Egg, can we go back to that just for a second? Sure. I know what that is, but probably a
1: lot of our listeners are not familiar with that particular tool. Can you tell us what Crazy Egg is? Sure.
0: So Crazy Egg is a really cool way for you to get um you just install a piece of code on whatever you're wanting to measure. It could be your website homepage, your sales page, your opt-in page, but it helps you to see what are people clicking on. So the heat maps will show you like clusters of little dots and, you know, it'll show you what people are clicking on, which means that that's the kind of words that they're resonating with. You're reflexively clicking on it or it also tells you, you know, things like if you see people clicking on a certain section along, you may want to, test out putting an anchor link over there, like a link over there that would actually work, you know? So since they are already clicking, why not leverage that? So it gives you a lot of information like that. It also gives you user recordings. So you can see how people are engaging with your page when, you know, what, it like short user recordings and you can then see what they're clicking on. Are they confused about something? So that's also really helpful. Um, so, so yeah, crazy, Egg is a really cool tool to have, um, it can get expensive. So if you're, if you're launching, like say for the first time or something like that, I would say to sign up for the trial, they have a trial. So use that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that's something I have played with in the past, but I haven't used it in a couple of years and I I might check that out again after this conversation. Um, let's see, where do I want to go from here? Okay, so once you oh, no, actually, I'm I'm going to back up. Change directions a little bit. You mentioned Notion, but I'm curious if there's a, a different tool or how you use Notion to actually track the progress of different projects. Yes, because um, I imagine this is more than you can keep in your head. Oh, right. Yes. So how do you oh, yeah. how do you actually follow like making sure that everything that needs to get done is actually getting done in a project?
0: Yeah. So we used to use Asana earlier, and but we moved to Notion uh, for project management, and it's working really, really well because a like every client we create like um, a separate page for them or Mm -hmm. I still don't know what it's called but it's a page it's like a separate thing so and it has all their all their deliverables and all the timelines for those so because in notion you can also include that it has the calendar feature as well so you have like dates and things like that and it has like a checkbox thing so you have and I love lists and I love checkboxes and I love dates so it's a really happy mix it also includes you know I you can I can tag team members who are responsible for different things. So, you know, it it works well that way as well. So all projects right now are being managed in Notion and it's been working really well so far. So um, as soon as a client signs on, that file gets created uh, with their deliverables. We actually then end up taking saving the entire file with their deliverables and timelines as a PDF, exporting it and sending it over to the client's team as well. So they have it themselves and they can see when to expect what. And also it also includes by when are they supposed to give revisions to us. So, you know, we're not waiting and the project gets completed on time, which is in everybody's best interests. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Okay. You've mentioned with your team a couple of times oh, now. Yeah. How, how big is
0: your team? What kind of people
1: are you working with?
0: Yeah. So we've got like a small but mighty team. It's, uh, we've been mm-hmm. very intentional, just like with tools, we've been very intentional about who we bring on and everyone has like, you just don't want to hire someone because everybody else around you is saying you need someone, but you need to hire depending on what you need the most. So the first person we hired on our team was an editor. Um, she's full time for us. Um, and she's been with us now for, I think three years or more, three or four years. I, yeah. Um, my, my husband, he's, responsible for people management and um for uh he's also the CFO so he would have more details but she's she was the first person we hired because we realized like I realized I was spending way too much time after writing editing. And yes also because I had spent so much time writing it, I would often miss you know, like typos. So no and now and, you know, all of those are it used to just frustrate me so much. And I realized that this is just not a worthwhile use of my time or or talent. So it made sense to bring on someone who who enjoyed this and who would love it and who would be really way better than I am at it. So She's uh, full-time on our team. Then we also have a virtual assistant. We um, we had one full-time and we have one part-time. She does a lot of her stuff. She does our transcriptions. She does data coll- collation for the research phase. She also does a lot of the you know, like the social media graphics and the blog post graphics and all of that because we have a designer who's pretty much on retainer with us. Uh, she's um, She does all our course content, our lead magnet creation, like course content design. She designs the slides, the worksheets and all of that and she does them like our opt-in pages, sales pages, designing all of that. She's really good with that. So she's there and she's the one who's also created templates that, then our VA can customize uh, depending on, you know, whatever we need it for. Um, so we've got her, we've got a tech team on retainer. Uh, they're a husband wife team. They've we've had them on retainer again forever, maybe like four or five years, if not more. Um, and they handle like, they take care of the site backend. So you know, things like updates, not worried about it. Anyone trying to hack into your site, not worried about it. They take care of all of that. So that's off the, so we kind of brought in people depending on, you know, what our need was and what we realized we were spending a lot of time trying to kind of wrangle with when we could be doing something else. So, so that was, yeah, that's, the team in a nutshell. Okay. Then we have contractors. <laughs> sounds- yeah. Then we have like contractors that okay. we work with occasionally on like different things. We have an accountant and bookkeeper, of course. And um, But yeah, that's the team in a nutshell.
1: Yeah, It sounds like you've really, with the team, your goal has been solving for making sure that you are freed up for as much value production time as possible.
0: Absolutely. So I do creation. My aunt does all the, he's, like I said, he's the CFO, COO, and the the HR guy, (laughs) because he needs to like, he coordinates with the team. He handles communication on that end, you know, and all of that. Um, He's also, he does revenue forecasting and the projections and also, you know, just the keeping track of our taxes and bookkeeping and all and coordinating with the bookkeeper. I just focus on the creative output. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome.
1: What kind of tools do you use for communicating with your team?
0: We do a lot of communication via email, which I know may not okay. be ideal, but that's what we do. It works really well. Notion, again, for projects and mm-hmm. things like that where everyone's involved. So Notion works really well. Um, yeah, that's it. Awesome. I, I love when people are just keeping it simple. Yes. <laughs> I you, you know, guess. I think that one of the
1: biggest misconceptions that is out there is just that it has to be super complicated. It has to be super sophisticated, that yeah. that's actually one of the metrics of success. Yeah. And one of the things <clears throat> I love doing with this show is showing people, nope, the really successful people are by and large keeping it pretty simple.
0: <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Our Like I said, our tool suite is yeah, it's so streamlined. And we don't like we don't really move from a tool unless we feel it's not serving us. So even if it's mm-hmm. like I said, you know, like Google Drive working well, why would I want to move to something more complicated just because it's fancy and shiny and it's so easy to get you know, just go down that rabbit hole and never return.
1: Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so I feel like we've gotten a really good look at the service side of your business. In the couple of minutes that we have remaining here, I would love to hear a little bit more about the program side of your business. So sure um you you said you've got this program for other service providers who are looking to scale up without going crazy um
0: how do you actually deliver the program? What's involved with the program itself? So Profits and Tap Incubator is actually an implementation intensive, is how we, we mm. is what we call it because we focus because Mike and I are known for implementing, like we would not sign up for a course unless we're sure that we can implement it. And for us, that is huge. That's what's really helped us move the needle for our business. And we want to kind of share that with our with folks who trust us with their businesses. So it's an implementation intensive. It is delivered via teachable. That's our course platform. Um, It's delivered in a format where you have one week of content followed by one week of implementation. So it's spread over 12 weeks, six weeks of content, six weeks of implementation. We have a Facebook group, which is called the profits and tap brain trust. And where, you know, we hang out, we do, we have monthly group coaching calls of, Those are via Zoom and recorded. And we also have something what we call our co-working sessions where we meet and we work together on executing whatever we need to do to launch, you know, to get implement on the program and to just kind of get things moving. Or if people need one-on-one time with us, you know, we get into like a breakout room and we do one-on-one short one-on-one sessions with them to kind of talk through things, or they want to show us what they've got so far. They need suggestions for names or, you know, things like that. So we help them with that. So that's like the Program in a nutshell: so six core content modules, and then six weeks of implementation, alternating with that. And then they've got these additional resources to help them really execute. And we also give them course completion bonuses. So once they've they've done the course, um, they get access to three three bonuses. They unlock those. One is a masterclass on launching those, uh, their services. The other is, um, they get professional editing by our in-house editor and, you know, for their sales copy and things like that. And they also get, you know, um, um, they get featured in our newsletter.
1: That is so cool. I have literally never heard of a course completion bonus before <laughs> and I freaking love it.
0: Yeah. It's been really great. It works so well. It gets them motivated. It gets everybody motivated, excited to complete because they know they'll unlock more bonuses, you know, and these are bonuses that, So and we love the feedback we got from our participants because they said, you know, we love that you've really thought out the bonuses. You've not just thrown them in there. You you know, they actually help us build on whatever we've done so far. So, yeah. Yeah, we love it. (laughs) <laughs> I'm just, I'm blown
1: away. So cool. Uh, is this an evergreen program? Is it something that's always available? Do you do
0: it on a launch cycle? Tell us about that part. Yeah, so uh, we did it on a launch cycle uh, last year. So we opened, we had two uh, rounds. We kept it really small because we wanted to, you know, work really closely. We will move to an evergreen launch cycle this year onwards for 2020. And uh, because we were getting so many people asking us, you know, when do, when are you opening up again? When are you opening up again? And uh, given that the, given the fact that we we do want to reach more people with this. And we also have the service side of business. It makes a lot of sense. And also because, you know, over the last year, Evergreen launches have become my thing. Like I've done like so many Evergreen launches for a range of clients and I've seen so much of what works and what doesn't. It just makes sense for us to implement it for our business. So yes, this year it will be Evergreen.
1: Yeah. That's incredible. And I'm sure our listeners are very excited because you've <laughs> just done an incredible job selling this <laughs> I love it. Okay, awesome. What are you guys excited about for this next year? Is there anything coming down the line that you're just like, yeah, I can't wait?
0: So what we're really excited about is something that we just did, uh, which and which we would be doing again, you know, maybe in April and May, is um, we launched a one-on-one program uh, not okay. a one on one thing it's i wouldn't call it a program we call it more like a strategic consulting um engagement where you know service providers want to work who want to work one on one with us to create more momentum and growth for their business in a way that suits them the best uh they work with us over a period of 12 weeks and we focus on like four key things it's called momentum mise plus so the thing about our business content bistro we all have we have like a food theme going on <laughs> so you have profits on tap you have momentum mise en plus and uh, um, yeah, so we've got, you know, uh, so we did this, we launched this um, uh, last month in January, we opened it up, we had the beat around, it was so cool, Tara, it excited us so much, because um, there was no sales page for it. It was, it was a Facebook post that I did saying that, you know, we're planning to open this up for we've been in business for 10 years. And that's what kind of sparked this thinking that we we need to share what we know with others who want who are in this for the long term, you know, this is not like a side hustle for us. This is not something that we do just because, and you know it, you know, you've been, I've known you like four, 10 years now, I think. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we wanted to do this. So we launched this. It's like one-on-one, there's zero distractions. We meet um, for two calls in a month. We've got Voxer. There's no Slack group, no Facebook group uh, for you to, again, kind of be distracted by. So you, if you've got like questions, you bounce it off us, but we meet twice in the month uh for like a one on one call, we create a custom action plan for you in discussion with you with specific steps and and goals that those steps are helping you accomplish. So um so the what what what's got me really excited about this is the fact that when we opened it up for the beta, um <clears throat> like I said, no sales page, nothing. And we it was by application only. So we knew, you know, like we wanted we were very clear on who we wanted to work work with and we wanted it to be a good fit on both sides. So um we got 18 applicants. It blew my mind. And we had like oh my f- word. five spots. So we ended up booking out like selling out all five spots and it was just so amazing to read the applications and read why people wanted to work with us and yeah. <laughs> That is exciting. I would also be excited about that. Congratulations. (laughs) Thanks so much. So yeah, so we're really excited about opening it up again now soon. And after we finish working with this talented bunch of people in the current round of MMP. So, So yeah. Fantastic. Prerna Malik, thank you so much
1: for everything you've shared about the inside uh, of your business and uh, all the tools that you use. And I'm so excited for you. And you've blown my mind several times in the last 30 minutes. So thank you so much for this conversation. Find out more about Prerna Malik and Content Bistro at contentbistro.com. Now, remember, the tools Prerna uses all hinge on her process, that most valuable tool of them all. If you haven't yet documented or thought intentionally about your process, now is the time to do it. It'll help you find opportunities for stability and efficiency. And if you do know your process inside and out, take some time this week to consider whether the tools you're using are helping that process along or hindering it. Next week, I have a conversation with Holly Myers and Aaron Grogan from Lyft with Holly and Aaron. They're personal trainers who had a thriving online coaching business before everyone was forced to get online. They're sharing the tools they use for that business, as well as how they approach the tools they train with too. What Works is produced by Yellow House Media. Our production coordinator is Sean McMullen. This episode was edited by Marty Seafelt and our production assistant is Kristen Runbeck. Find over 270 more episodes of What Works at explorewhatworks.com.